Teacher, what star is that? like walking barefoot over broken glass. Man, y'all don't even know that line, boy. Ice tea high rollers, you know what it is. Welcome to the Bishop Chronicles. Thank you for listening to the Bishop Chronicles. You are listening to FarsideTV.com. You are locked into Side Life Radio. I am your host, Adisa the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zato. Ichi, a.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, a.k.a. the Iron Hook Assassin, Assassin, a.k.a. the Black Cortez Killer, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody triller than me, boys and girls. What's happening in your world? Yo, Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast giving you the West Coast perspectives on what? MMA, hip-hop. And health and fitness trends. Understand that. Ain't nobody out there lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like a decent bishop. So you can be down now, fool, or you can bow down later because West Coast, so geez, we stay greater. Ooh, ooh. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for tuning in today. If this is your first time listening, I thank you. But understand, this may not be the best thing. It may not. Uh, but a show enough is the West thing. Uh, but a show enough is the West thing. Yeah. yeah, it's the West thing. That's what we do out here. Worldwide West Side Outlaw OG Immortals forever. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Anyway, I hope you're having a blessed day. And I hope your blessed day turns into a fantastic week. I truly do. I truly do. But I need you to do something for the OG. Hold on. Let me get this spring water right here. I'm getting too excited right now. Hold on. OG water break. Why do we do that? <clears throat> I still don't know. What is the ah about? <clears throat> what I need you to do, though, is I need you, okay, to go on the Mixcloud, Spotify, or iTunes and subscribe, bruh. Can you do that for the OG? I know you're doing it because the numbers are growing. Slowly but surely, the crew is building up. We are large. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but subscribe and then pass the show on, this show or another show, on to somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, because listen. I've been getting good feedback, better feedback. Got a lot of good feedback from that Takashi show. You know what I mean? You can listen to that. You can listen to... What show, dog? I mean, we got a lot of really dope ones. DJ Qbert show. Rob Nasty show. Got a lot of good feedback. Amina Lay got a lot of feedback from that Amina. You know what I mean? Especially because people are really starting to peep how China got these camps in them. You know what I mean? Really peep that show. Really peep that. Anyway, um, subscribe and pass it on. Really appreciate you. For real, for real, for real. Um, I got to thank everybody who's listening right now. Because the show is growing. Because... People are starting to have their life change because I am getting people say, yo, I'm losing weight. I am getting kids to hit me up and say, yo, I'm, I'm playing more chess. I, I went and signed up for jujitsu. You know what I'm saying? And so these things are inspiring to me. And so I appreciate you. Don't forget, hit me up directly. You want to talk to the OG? You want to talk to the OG? Instagram, bro. At Real Hip Hop Chess. 
at Real Hip Hop Chess. You know what? One other thing you could do. Uh, somebody hit me up. Who's a Who's an Uber driver? And they was like, "Yo, I was listening to your uh, podcast on Spotify while I was driving." You know what I'm saying? Yo, if you're an Uber or a Lyft driver, when you play it, bro, drive around with these people. Let them get laced. Help them out. That was another water break. Um, I'm hell thirsty right now. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, drive around in your ride. You know what I'm saying? When you when you got people's in the car with you, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, yo, man, why don't you play that new blue face? Be like, hold on a second, dog. I'm trying to get my knowledge right now. Have a seat. And then you throw on the Chronicles, dog. Ooh, ooh. All right. So heartbeat props time. Heartbeat props is where we give props to those that got love for us, that help us be better. And so I'm doing... Uh, a quick run through of heartbeat props because th- this was a good week for me, okay? But there were, you know, like every week is going to have its highs and its lows. And so um, all of my heartbeat props are going to people on the jiu-jitsu team that that I coach at Zaytuna College. You know what I mean? Over in Berkeley. Shout out to everybody at Zaytuna. You know, faculty, staff, students, gardeners, janitors. You know what I'm saying? I got love for everybody. For real. Um, appreciate all of you, but for real, for real. Oh, and the cooks. Yo, talk to me about that Moroccan food, huh? Somebody say that Moroccan food ain't the bomb. <sniffs> Fools be lined up, dog. Lined. Um, it's so good that I had to write about it in my in my in my Stoic journal when when you asked the question, you know, where was my self discipline or 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 uh, self control tested? I admitted that I got frustrated in line. While waiting for food at Zaytuna, cause fools was taking too long. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hurry up! I should have been chilling, but I wasn't. It was a bad moment for me. So I'm working on my patience. Anyway, heartbeat props go as follows. Mustafa. Mustafa uh unfortunately dislocated his shoulder while training uh this week. And it was nobody's fault. His shoulder just popped out. You know what I'm saying? Keep healing, bro. Um, it was a freak accident. It didn't have nothing to do with somebody hurting him and it didn't have anything to do with him, uh, uh, you know, not following directions. His shoulder just popped out in the middle of training. And in the history of my whole years of teaching, which has been a minute now, I'm not even sure how long I've been teaching. I got to actually think about that. But, um, you know what, man? Sometimes freak stuff happens, dog. That's what happened to my knee. My knee was like a no fault knee injury, you know? It wasn't like somebody knee barred me or heel hooked me. Uh, somebody fell on me in the middle of a half-baked sweep, and there it was. So, you know, your shoulder popped out. Be patient, you know what I'm saying? And just let it heal on its own, and don't rush to come back too early, man. You a soldier. You got a great heart. You got a great mind. You got a great body. Um, and don't let the injury uh, affect how you see yourself as a jiu-jitsu player, as a jiu-jitsu student, or, or as a man. Injuries pop off, bro. Another shout out to Ibrahim. I've shouted him out before, but I really just want to reinforce what a great leader he is uh, for the team. He is the team leader. He really makes sure everybody knows what they need to know and does what they need to do. And he always keeps me informed about the status of different students, about why they might be there and why they might not be. Ibrahim, I hella appreciate you, dog. Um, And Tarek, man. Tarek's been out for a minute. He's back. Glad to have you back. Your spirit and energy on the mats is always missed. So it was good to have you back. And your character is in line with your pursuit of good techniques and wisdom. So really good to see you, bro. And uh, shout out to the whole team, man. You know what I mean? Everybody at Zaytuna College, man. Everybody, everybody. So now we're moving forward. West Coast Word of the Week. You know, some of it isn't just going to be like slang terms. It's going to be like 
hood terms. So you know where you at or where you finna be at. Um, Haystack, Hayward, California. Hayward, California. Hayward is like the uh, the lightweight Oakland of the Bay. Uh, and it's a place where you can drive there during the day and you think you're hella safe and it goes down, the sun goes down, and you realize you're in Hoodsville. Yeah, you can walk into Hoodsville real quick and not even recognize what's popping. So, yeah. Uh, Haystack is the word. Hayward. South Hayward specifically is a problem. If you understand Hayward, there's Mission Street. If you're above Mission, you're probably doing okay. If you're below Mission, maybe not. If you're in South Hayward, for sure, you're in the hood. So let me kind of help set the scene for you. You chilling with your boy, right? And you's like, yo, bro, what'd you do last night? Oh, what I do? Boy, let me tell you. I was up in Oakland, bro, at the sideshow. I met a thick one. What? For real? She was fine? Listen, bro, when I tell you that she's fine, I'm telling you that she was hella fine. Understand me. What? Yomp, yomp, yomp. Well, where she stay at? She got partners, man. Let's go. Let's holler at her, man. She got partners. Let's go. Let's kick it. Hey, let me see. Man, she from the stack. Oh, what? Yeah, she stay, she stay off there off of Huntwood, over there by the train tracks. <laughs> Leave her alone, bruh. This might be a jack in the making. <laughs> this might be a jack. And I'm telling you because I lived in South Hayward, right off Huntwood. Oh, yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. I know. Shout out to uh, my partners over there on Bishop Street at the at the gas station. You know what I'm saying? They always looked out for the OG over there. You know what I'm saying? I miss y'all. I miss y'all. Uh, but yeah, Haystack, Hayward, South Hayward. Be careful. You've been warned. So now we're going to get into the chess and life strategy of the day. Queen to pawn threat assessment. That's what it is. This is in my book, Bobby Bruce and the Bronx, The Secrets of Hip Hop Chess, which is available right now on Amazon. Go get a copy. Go get one for your Kindle. It's popping. Queen upon threat assessment. Measuring strategic priority is what we call queen upon threat assessment. Do you see things really as they are or do you just think you do? In life, it's the same. For kids, a teammate who yells at you during a soccer game may seem like a big deal. You may feel shaken, demoralized, or humiliated, but that's a pawn issue. It's small. Simply one can focus on the game and ignore them. Or you can tell them that you did not like how they spoke to you and truly find a better way of communicating with you because you're working together to win. But if you yell back, things might escalate to a physical confrontation where you both get kicked off the team. That is a queen problem. If you're at work, having a micromanaging jerk hovering over, over you all day is a problem, but that's a pawn issue. But if you're working at a big event and you end up missing the team leader's deadline because you didn't do all your research, that is a queen problem. Mistaking the priority in your day-to-day life, be it in education or in business, is always a short death sentence. Take time to have clarity of mind and make the right decisions. I'm not going to get too preachy here, but... Trying to stay sober and away from drugs and having the key ability to assess things properly is important. I'm not going to make a moral plea to you. I'm not going to tell you about the downfall of addiction and pain in prison because you already know what that is. Well, you know what that's about. If you don't, you can look them up. Bottom line, though, is that drugs and alcohol can easily ruin your ability to see straight. 
So for that reason alone, you leave them out of your life. All right, so here's the questions. First, the, the first exercise is you write down something important to you that you want to achieve. Write down something that really means the most to you, your real passion, your truest self. Next, write down something you like to do, but you know is unproductive and keeps you from getting closer to the goal that you just wrote about. So now write down, why do you think you give these lesser things more attention? What is the root of that? Okay. Now that you've done that, now that you see that key priority in your life, what steps will you take to stay focused and on task? What do you believe will be the likely outcome if you fail to achieve what you wrote down in question number one? What do you think will happen if you don't make that dream happen? And now let's focus on that. That's that priority. Don't forget, Bobby Bruce in the Bronx, available on Amazon right now. Buy it for someone you love. Buy it for yourself. And now it is time for one of my favorite parts of the show, the jujitsu haiku. A haiku is a Japanese poem of three lines. It doesn't have to rhyme. The first line is five syllables. The second is seven. And the last one is five. Uh, they're beautiful poems. Look up Japanese haikus and, and you'll have a good time. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're serious. All mine are based around jujitsu. Jujitsu. And so now it is time for the jujitsu haiku. And it's always based on training. Training that I actually do every week. <laughs> Here we go. Mike Realm. I would like harps this time. We've been rocking with the flutes. I need some harps. And uh, can I get some some wind? I want some like environmental whatnot, you know what I mean? And now we begin with the Japanese jujitsu haiku. Tying my brown belt, visualizing my best self. When I say the last line, I'm going to say it one more time. We're going to look down to our right at our shoulder like we're contemplating it. Ready? Let's bring him to life. Excellent. Excellent. So what have I been up to? Man, I saw a great play this week called The Great Wave. The Great Wave. It's at the Berkeley Repertoire Theater. And it's an amazing play based on a true story about from like, the late 60s or early 70s until the 80s, North Korea was sending ships along the Japanese coastline, kidnapping people, taking them to North Korea, and making them teach them Japanese so they could be spies and do like terror acts. It's unreal. It's very painful. And it's all very true. The cast, the stage, the stage lights, the sets, the music... All amazing. It's not a musical, but, you know, there's music in certain parts. My point is that I learned a lot about Asian culture and history. I learned a lot about the pain of war and the cycles of revenge and how they play out. And I also learned a lot about what people do to themselves and their families to appear to be patriotic. It was unbelievable. You should absolutely see that play. And I also want to say, as an African-American specifically... And you know me, I, I, I write and talk about all kinds of culture all the time. But this was an aspect of world history that I knew nothing about. And as an African-American, it was really beautiful to soak in and understand the full spectrum of another people's pain that has nothing to do with you. I think it's a big deal in terms of humanity, understanding your own humanity and embracing it. 
Um, man, the great wave was fantastic. I also got to teach, substitute teach at the UFC gym in San Bruno, which I do periodically. It was a no-gi class. It was a beautiful class. It was good seeing some of my old students again. Shout out to everybody at the UFC gym in San Bruno. Um, great time. Jerry, Jan, whole team, whole squad. You know what I'm saying? Rob, Steve, everybody, bruh. Everybody, Anthony, everybody. So uh, appreciate all you guys. Love seeing you. Showed some cool techniques. Um, this week was really good, you know, really good. Um, the apex of it was this. I'm an introvert. I don't like to go out. I went out. I went out. And what I did is, uh, you know, because when I hit the weekends, man, I be in bed. Uh, and I stay in bed because I'm tired. I got a couple jobs. I'm exercising a lot. I'm training uh, jiu-jitsu, teaching jiu-jitsu, and I'd be exhausted. So, I, And I'm an introvert. I'm an INFJ. If you've never taken the Myers-Briggs test, go do that online. INFJ, that's what I am. Go look up the Myers-Briggs test and take it and send me a message about what you are. I want to know. But anyway, I, I, I was invited out Saturday to go to a tech party outdoors off the chain. And I was also uh, invited to go to the Seawolf to watch the UFC with my Cage Against the Machine people. Follow at Cage Against if you haven't done that already. Uh, anyway, I didn't want to go out. That's the truth, man, because I'm an introvert. And, you know, long story short, years ago, I came back from work and I was talking to my family and I was in a bad mood. And I realized that the day had taken my smile from my kids and my uh, wife at the time. And I was like, you know what? You should never let your frustration from the job, make it so that you come home without the energy to smile at your children and and, you, and your wife. And so that never happened again. That was like seven or eight years ago. And um, to the same degree, I realized that when you when you come back from your job, you know how you got stuff to do? Like you like, I want to write a book or I want to be healthy or I want to start coding again or I want to start exercising or I want to start, you know, doing art again. And then, like, you get to the weekend and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Never let your job take so much out of you that you can't do the things you know you love to do. And so I was telling one of my students that I have in a life class, I said, you know, I don't like going out, but I got invited to a tech party and I'm going to go. And uh, I like to be indoors and eat cereal and exercise and read and watch cartoons. That's what I like to do on the weekends. I don't like to leave the house at all. I like DoorDash. I like Grubhub. You understand? I like I like I like Uber Eats. You know, but I don't like leaving. But I said I'm forcing myself to go out because sometimes I can be too much of an introvert. Right after that, my tech partner who invited me out was like, "Yo, I'm just letting you know I don't like to go out. I can be kind of a slug, and so I'm excited to go out with you." And I said, "It's funny, we're both introverts, me and this guy." And so. By the time I got to the end of the tech party, which was fantastic, had the best crab cakes in my life, had the best vegan. It was like a mushroom onion sauteed sandwich with vegan cheese on it. <sighs> had a fresh made donut. It was going down. Um, and now it was time for me to figure out whether or not I was going to go to the Seawolf in Oakland because that's where the Cage Against Jammy Jams are at. You know, that's where the UFC parties are at in the town. The best place. And he'd been inviting me, Brett, Brett Sweet, been inviting me out for years, like a year and a half, maybe two years, and I have never gone. I said, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. And so I went. 
And why did I go? Because I said, you know what? If you had to go from one job to the next and you were tired, you wouldn't talk about nothing. You would just go. When was the last time you went out and had fun and got tired from having fun? And I couldn't remember. Remember, bro, a, la- a year ago, I almost died. I almost died two, two, what, a month back now from the MRSA, from the MRSA staff, right? When was the last time I went out and had fun until I was tired? I said, man, get on the train. When was the last time you just went across the bridge, went from event to event, and got tired from having fun? So I got off the train. I, my boy was like, yo, this thing's over. What you want to do now? I said, I'm going across the bay with you to Oakland because I got another party to go to. Got off, bing, boop at uh, 12th Street in Oakland, walked over to Jack London Square, and you know what I did? I just sat down, man, enjoyed the sun, felt the sun on my cranium, enjoyed watching the kids play, called my auntie, checked in on my Aunt Sherry. How you doing, Aunt Sherry? You know I love you. And so uh, checked in on my family, and then I got up, walked over to the Seawolf, and had a great night. Great night, man. So I was chilling with uh, Brett, Deshaun, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Jason. You know what I'm saying? Namu. We was chilling. We got a little section over there at the Seawolf. Follow at the Seawolf. Had hella fun. Shout out to the owners of the Seawolf. We had a great time. And uh, the fights were off the chain. Quick uh, coverage. Tuivasa came up short fighting... The Russian, I think his name is Sergei Spivak or Spivak. I always butcher some of these names. Listen, watch Tuivasa coming in. He's skipping, having hella fun. I said, you know what? He fighting in his hometown, bro. And he's skipping and gigging, yucking it up. He's either going to destroy this fool or he doesn't understand he's fighting a Russian who is not playing and knows the Russian knows he's fighting against all odds, Okay. That boy got choked out by the Russian. You heard what I said? Asadi got choked out. He was put to sleep in front of his people. He wasn't focused. He looked like he was gigging too much, wasted a lot of energy trying to have fun on the way to the cage. Bruh, you fighting a Russian who ain't playing, bruh. You ain't got to come in looking like Miyamoto Musashi, but you got you to gotta be sharp, dog, because Russians ain't playing in the cage. Remember that other dude used to play in Pride? He took out hella people. I'm not talking about Volchanchin, but he's one of them. Remember the other dude? He was long. He kind of looked the same like Sergey. He had blonde hair, bruh. He used to knock hella people out in Pride. You know who I'm talking about. Don't play with Russians in the cage, dog. Especially if you fight in front of your people. But looking forward to Tuivasa coming back and being strong. Dan Hooker. Great fight against... Uh, La Quinta, uh, the, the problem for La Quinta really was he was too short for Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker was long. He kept using that jab and that front and that, and that kick to the ankle. He must have dropped La Quinta about three or four times with that kick to the ankle. How hard you got to get kicked in the ankle to fall to your knee? But how about when La Quinta fell and then grabbed his leg, like tried to turn it into like an ankle pick? Savage. You know what I'm saying? But he was just, he just wasn't, there wasn't enough for him. And uh, Dan Hooker represented well. Uh, Lima fight, not trying to like clown anybody, but I just wasn't impressed with that fight. It was like, whatever. Um, then me and my boy Jason went up the street real quick. And by the time we got back, uh, 
what is his last name? Yogan. Yogan had put hands all over Castro when that fight was over. And now, Adesanya. Okay, so here comes Adesanya with the Thriller remix dance routine on the way out. And I, I told Deshaun, me and Deshaun was sit, sitting out in front of the, uh, out in front of the uh, Seawolf. Seawolf was so packed. People were outside on the street. It was so hot in there. Man, it was lit. Food is so good. Didn't have that conversation with you. Food is so good at the Seawolf. But anyway, I nudged uh, uh, Deshaun and I said, there's only two men. Because he was gigging and having way more fun, right, than, uh, bro, we just talked about. Who do we talk about? Tuivasa, right? And I said, listen to me, Deshaun, there's only two people that come out spending this kind of energy and having this much fun. Someone who was crystal clear that they're about to eviscerate and demolish their opponent with no question or a guy who's about to get humiliated. And I can't tell which one is in the cage because I'm new to Adesanya. What I mean is like I've watched his fights, but he's a hard person for me to read, for me to read. And you know the Nigerian in me had the fist up. I wanted him to win. Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? Cameroon. That's my bloodline right there. That's what I, if someone's from Nigeria or Cameroon, I want them to win. Always. Anyway, um, so Adesanya went in there, bruh. And he handled business. And Deshaun was calling it because he wasn't really going off. He wasn't letting the hands go. And I was like, yo, Whitaker came in focused, but he was lunging, huh? He was, he, was, he was going a little too hard with those punches. He was overextending. And I'm like, blood, why is he not doing nothing? And Deshaun was like, bro, he's setting him up. He's letting him get comfortable getting close. And I was like, you know what? He might be right. And sure enough, boom, bink, he went down. Then he started doing it again. I'm like, bro, why didn't he finish him? Deshaun was like, bro, I'm telling you, this is part of his game plan. Watch, watch. Then again, bloom, blaggedy. Hey, when that blaggedy hit, you saw him go back. Like the Doctor Strange hit. When his hips went back. <laughs> All my Marvel people in Marvel Stadium, you know what I'm talking about. Um, unbelievable. Beautiful. Proud of him. Happy for him. I know Dana White was like, because mm, he ain't checking. Huh? He ain't checking for Adesanya. You heard me say it. He's happy to get them views and them pay-per-views. But you know, Dana wants those champions that have blue eyes and blonde hair only, bruh, and, and, and wave American flags. You know what I'm saying? He ain't excited about, you know what I'm saying, all the Muslims and the Africans and the Latinos, you know what I'm saying, and especially the ones with the dark skin coming up. I said it. Say I'm wrong. Oh, say I'm wrong. Anyway, what I'm saying is I'm happy for Adesanya. I'm glad he won. Um... Are they talking about him and John Jones? That could turn something crazy. The truth is, um, we still don't know what Adesanya's ground game looks like. I hope, I hope it's as good as it needs to be. Uh, but I am impressed, and we are watching this man evolve before our eyes. Or, or even if we're not watching him evolve, we're, we're, we're improving our understanding of him. And so, great UFC, man. Great UFC. From now on, I plan to be at the Seawolf every UFC. Every UFC. That was a great time. And I want to thank everybody at the Seawolf. Um, the vibe there is just ridiculous. I love Oakland. Um, health tip. 
I'm really cutting weight right now. I've lost about five pounds. I need to lose about five more. And the way that I'm going to do it is I'm going to mix green tea with oolong tea, mostly tea kuan yin. Uh, look that up, tea kuan yin and green tea. Uh, a study showed that some people use green tea, some people use oolong, and a study showed that mixing the two made you lose weight faster. So that's what I'm doing with a little bit of uh, lemon juice. Make sure that you do that for yourself. Um, and finally, we're going to get into the interview with Vaughn Strickland. She is a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. She has an amazing path. She teaches over at Physique Magnifique in South City. Shout out to AK. AK Black, that is. Former Mr. USA, that is. Shout out to champion fitness queen Futaba. Proud of both of y'all. They are the owners of Physique Magnifique. And that is where Vaughn teaches no-gi jiu-jitsu. So you should go there. This is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And that means a lot to us uh, here at Bishop Chronicles. Um, listen, if you have a daughter, auntie, mom, brother, sister, whatever... Get them enrolled in jiu-jitsu as soon as possible. Get them signed up at Women Empowered. Get them uh, uh, an online course at Gracie University or, or uh, uh, MG in Action, right? Okay? Um, sign them up for jiu-jitsu. Sign them up for judo. Why those? Because women get grabbed and pinned, and that is how most often rape and sexual assaults happen. If a woman is able to not be pinned, if a woman is able to escape, if a woman knows that she can throw a man who is stronger and bigger than her, her mindset will be greater. So we're talking with Vaughn Strickland about her journey. It is um, an inspiring journey. She's a fantastic resource for the jiu-jitsu community, not just the women and girls here in the Bay, but I want you to know her. I want you to know her name. I want you to understand her efforts. I want you to understand the kindness of her heart and the determination that she has and that she holds on to because it's not easy to be a black woman in martial arts. We don't hear from and about black women in martial arts, but you're going to hear from Vaughn directly today. And I hope that you find yourself as holistically inspired and as educated as I was through this conversation. This is the Bishop Chronicles, okay? This is Side Life Radio. This is FarsideTV.com. Much love to you. Much love to all the women of the world. And right now, here's a quick shout out to the men of the world. We've got to do better. It can't be all on the women of the world to make this world a better place. We have to be better readers about women and their beauty and their beauty beyond their outer appearance. We've got to be protectors, better defenders, better fathers, better husbands. Okay? Better lovers and respecters of women and their right to be whatever they want to be. Okay? We have to do that. We have to challenge ourselves. I have to challenge myself to be better. Okay? And I want to dedicate this show to my daughters. I love you. I dedicate this show to my daughters. I love you. I'm always going to love you. And I hope that you are inspired by this show. And I hope that you understand that I want the best for you mentally, physically, and spiritually and that I hope that you embrace jujitsu 
embrace judo from this day forward, not to be a fighter, but to be a survivor because these men out here are savages and there are too many other men that are cowards that won't defend you when they should. And when that time happens, I hope that your faith in yourself, your remembrance of my love for you and your training will get you through that moment because too many women are having them. I love you. Enjoy the show. Peace of the planet Earth. You know what it is. Adisa Banjoko, the Bishop of Hip Hop, chilling live and direct, Farside TV. You know what I'm saying? Bishop Chronicle, Side Life Radio. Look, I always tell you that I try to bring the innovators, the people on the cutting edge, the people you know about and some of the people you don't but should, you know, and I'm really juiced today because I have a woman competitor here with me to talk about women in jiu-jitsu, her own personal path and fitness and martial arts. Vaughn Strickland, thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so how are you doing today? How, 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 tell me about your day today. How are you living? Um, I'm living good. Um, you know, today I went to Physique Magnifique, my new gym. And, yeah, yeah. Physique um, Magnifique. Shout out to Jim and Futaba. Yeah, no, I, I can be more grateful for them. And then you introducing me to them at the same time. Thank you. But you see, know? see, this is how the circle of life works. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have been coaching at the UFC gym in San Bruno. You well, see how I it wouldn't works? be. You, well, it's, it, it really is a circle going back and forth to you. Because remember, you gave me my first paid teaching job at Zaytuna. That's Zaytuna. right, Zaytuna. That's yeah. right. That was yeah. your first one? That was my wow. first one. I think it was between that and I think Christina Barlon had me sub for her. Out yeah. This, um, Shout out to Christina. I know. Christina is sick. Love her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that I remember was that. That was so dope. Teaching jobs. Yeah. Who was it that pointed me in your direction? Um, my girl, Jenna. She told me to connect with you. Jenna, yeah. she uh, she was, you know, tight with the, was it one versus needs? People? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Whoa. she told me she was like hey you know because she you know that's my girl she's mm -hmm. like i know you want to be a teacher um you should connect with adisa because he's looking for somebody to teach and yes that is <laughs> so crazy from there. wow yeah well thank you for being on bishop chronicles you know um we're always talking about mma and jujitsu and philosophy and not quitting and pursuing the path and you know for those of you that don't know vaughn she is a brown belt and she is someone who really pushes to amplify the presence of women in jiu-jitsu, martial arts, and fitness culture. And I'm really overdue having her on the show. Like, I'm like two or three years overdue, you know, truly. And so uh, I'm happy to have you on today. And so I really just kind of want to start at the beginning because as much as we've had these positive exchanges... On a personal level, I still don't know a lot about you. Hmm. So I want to ask you about your journey. And so we'll start with how did you get into jujitsu at all? Just period. Wow. Well, that's a story. And that is going to be, you know, I, to I actually told this story on how I got into jujitsu for the first time without breaking a tear to... Right. Um, Shout out to Kim at 24 Hour Fitness. She works the front desk. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the first time I will publicly tell this tell story. story. Okay. And it's well, like my is heart exclusive. is racing. This is an exclusive and I'm, and I'm honored to have it. And I, I'm not beyond crying, but go ahead. My heart is racing. My heart is racing telling this story. But I think, you know, she told me one thing after telling the story that 
more women, more you should share the story more because more people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I would tell my friends and I told my coach, Darren mm-hmm. Uyanayama. Shout, shout out to Darren. Darren, a beast, you know, Ooh. and one of the, one of the reasons why like I connected with him is because as hard as, as tough as a coach he is, he is, you know, He's 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 kind of a softy. Yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> you know. And hold up. So tell everybody Darren's school so we can we can we can let everybody know where he is and what he's doing. Oh, Darren school. does a lot of things. He's deep in the MMA community and he, you know, it, our main school is FTCC Fido Tamashi Combat Club out in Daly City, but he also teaches at CSA. Yeah. And um he's just doing, you know, he does a lot. He does, he does a, lot a lot for He's a good good dude for yeah. the culture, no question. Um, but yeah, so he, he was somebody who, when I told him my story, um, like really connected and I was like, this is my coach. This is somebody who, who I can really trust. Mm -hmm. And, um, so going back to your question, like how I got it into jujitsu, I actually found jujitsu through the Navy. Um, man, I'm, I'm shaking. (laughs) It's all right. right. This is a safe space and you're among friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I found jujitsu when I was in the Navy and um, was it my deployment 2009 um, was tough. Okay. You know, being a woman in the military is is hard. I can imagine. And uh, you deal with a lot of like harassment, sexual Mm -hmm. harassment and what I went through, too. So. For me, um, you know, I was I was dealing with a lot of sexual harassment while I was on deployment and where were you stress. deployed to? I was deployed to the Persian Gulf. Okay. In 09. And was this was this harassment from men or from women? From both? Like um, it was from men mostly, um, but I had um, also been dealing with some trauma okay. before I even went on deployment. I understand. And um, so. So it was like the last few months I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't be anymore. I, I can't take it. I kind of like threw my towel in and I can, I can hang with it anymore. I was talking to the um, chaplain mm-hmm. on, um, on the ship and he was like, okay, we're going to pull you from your shop and I'm um, going to put you in re- religious ministries and um, you're going to work for there. Okay. Uh, it's called TAD temporary assigned duty. Okay. Um, and you, uh, will, you'll remain there for the rest of your deployment. Okay. So it was like, I didn't want to leave my shop cause I kind of felt like. Like you were abandoning your yeah, duty Yeah. I was ab- abandoning my duty and I love being an electrician. Right. Um, cause I love working with my mind, but it wasn't a good environment for me anymore. Um, cause I was just like, you know, you get to the point where you're trying to do your job and then you just keep on messing up. You just keep on messing up because of the stress. Yeah, you can't yeah. even focus anymore. So, um, so I went there and I remember, um, religious ministries is part library, part computer lab, uh, part chapel. Right. So, um, I worked there the night shift cause that was the ship shift I was already working when I was, um, in my shop. Mm-hmm. And at the end they would close, they would shut it, shut it down like around 9 PM. I don't remember what time it closed. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys would just like throw out some puzzle piece mats and he would roll with this girl. And I would look at him like, 
I could do that. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, one of my LPOs, uh, my leading petty officer, he had this photo of Gina Carano. Wow. On his uh, on his computer desk, and he always talk about her, how yeah. he was in love with her, and how stuff like that, was. and how yeah. dope she was. Yeah. This is Shout before out to Gina Carano. Yeah. <laughs> and this is before you know she fought cyborg and any any of that right. strike force stuff. Right. And or maybe she was right. in strike force at the right. time. I don't know. But um, but I always like saw like, oh, man, that'd be something I was interested in. Yeah. So, you know, I was I was dealing with a lot. I was like really kind of going through a dark, a dark path at that time. And I just remember it was like one day where I wasn't focused. This dude, shout out to Benjamin Simon, <laughs> jump guard on me, put me in an arm bar. And I like, you know, you not. I didn't yeah. know what I was supposed yeah, to do. Like, so I, I just know. stood up. Right. And all and the guys are like, stand up. That means that you're giving the armbar more. Yeah, you're giving the armbar more. And, but he was like gentle with it. He didn't right. armbar me. But all the guys are like, whoa, like she's picking up this dude. Oh, my God. You know, and then I just sat him down. And then from there on, Ben used me as his yeah. training dummy yeah, for yeah, the rest yeah, of the yeah, deployment. Yeah. <laughs> and it got my mind off of what I was what going through. Yeah. Yeah. And um. And um, after the appointment, I go to Ben. I was like, I'm going to freaking learn jujitsu. I'm going to come back and I'm going to kick your ass. You know, friendly, all all the love. And so so that's just what I did. I got off deployment. I uh, went to Gustavo Machado, sweet guy. Like ever since, like my whole journey in jujitsu after 10 years, I think I only took like three or four classes there. Like... He's been a great dude. That is you know, like, he, like now, where, where are you originally from? I'm from the Bay Area, but I was I was deployed out in Virginia Beach. Okay, okay. right. So that's where Gustavo's yeah. gym is. And then when I came back home, um, like my family's in Fairfield. Okay, um, I went and Shout I found out to the hot desert of Fairfield. <laughs> right. It's ridiculous out there. It's hella hot. <laughs> Sweaty. I ain't never been. Even in the winter, it's hot. <laughs> I told my mom how hot it was here in Berlin game. I was like, man, I'm just sitting in my room sweating. She's like, oh, yeah, it's hard here. And she, I was like, yeah, if it's hot here and I'm sweating. You know you- Fairfield is off the chain. Yeah, I'm like, no, it's not for me. I won't be going home. Yeah. Sorry, mother. Yeah, <laughs> so you trained with Gustavo Machado. Then you came back to back to the Bay. Bay, And I started uh, training at a UFC gym with Crispine. Okay. Alexander Crispine. Half Gracie murderer. Yeah, for those that are unclear. Yeah, all my all my coaches have been Half Gracies. That's where so, I started. Yeah, I started Mountain View back in the day. Yeah, so we were there. Shout out to Half Gracie. Half Gracie, <laughs> and then moved to San Francisco, trained with Sapon, and then found Darren, and I've been with him ever since. Shout out to Sapon. I just saw him two weeks ago over at Doctor Goldman's office. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. over at Goldman. Doctor Goldman's on Bush Street. He's, mm-hmm. he's 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 the zone healer guy for a lot of the jujitsu dudes. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Mm-hmm. So you were at Sapons for a while. Mm-hmm. I was at Sapons for a while, and then and then transitioned to Darren's. So you got half Gracie blood all in. Your style. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. all half Gracie. Half different Gracie different yeah. different styles yeah, of half yeah, Gracie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Different that's styles of crazy one. yelling yeah. at me. <laughs> different styles of crazy yelling at me, but it's all it's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How Gracie invented yelling while you're fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Move. Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's great. So when, as a white belt, did you start to feel 
like you were getting it. Like you're like, okay, okay. Or did you ever, as a white belt, feel like you were getting it? That's a good question. I don't really know. I think I don't ever really feel like I really get anything. Yeah, me like there's, there's certain things that click for me, but I definitely... It, for me, it was more like that inspiration of that light bulb. Mm-hmm. Like you get inspired and then you attach to mm-hmm. certain things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, I think like when I first started to learn how to arm borrow people, like and yeah. I was getting it, then I was like, okay, yeah, like, like this. You can do it. Yeah, I can now, do it. Now, was this arm bar from the guard or arm bar from the mount? Where were you, where were you finishing people from? It was or usually... Yeah, it was from the mount, I yeah, think, yeah. is usually usually how I was getting it when I was a yeah. white belt. But, um, yeah, like, I never feel like it was always that rabbit hole I think I would fall into is, you know, this need and want to learn more. Yeah, and that's how jiu-jitsu is just an infinite galaxy yeah. of moves and positions and opportunities and threats, mm-hmm. right? Really crazy. This guy, um, just random dude on Facebook. Shout out to creepy guys just hitting girls up on Facebook for no reason. <laughs> Shout out to creepy guys. <laughs> Why are you texting Don't me? Don't inspire them. They're going to be like, oh, where? Here I go. <laughs> Hilarious. But he just Hilarious. asked to be best techniques in BJJ. I was like, what does that even mean? Is there right. even a better te- best technique in BJJ? Right. I the feel. best technique is the one you can impose. Yeah. I guess. Exactly. For the run, for the right situation. Yeah. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you. Uh, I think a lot of women don't train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu mainly because it's so close quarters. Like dudes are on top of you. Then you're on top of dudes. Mm-hmm. And like, I think like there's this like, especially because of the guard position where you wrap your legs around somebody's waist, this, this innate feeling by a lot of women like, yo, that is not cool. Um, and also to have dudes like on top of you trying to strangle you or, or break your arm. I feel like a lot of women are like, that is not cool. But for me as a, as a father, uh, and someone who sees himself as a protector of, of women and children, period, just as kind of my default setting. I just don't let nobody push and slap women or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Act crazy. Like, I'm like, that's why you need to learn it though. Right. Because because my 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 sell to any woman about why they should do jujitsu is always this. Most times sexual assaults and rapes are gonna happen on the ground, on a flat surface. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you learn in jujitsu is how not to be pinned. If you cannot be pinned, you have such a better chance of escape, let alone if you have a chance of not being pinned and breaking an arm, not being pinned and being able to choke them. And it's not built on strength. It's built on understanding and knowledge. And all you have to do is be patient with yourself to know it. And you can be safer, like for real and know you can defend yourself. Like, do you agree with that? Do you what are your thoughts on that? Because well, I'm a man. I'm still just talking. Yeah, exactly. Well, there, that's the very technical side of, like, to me, any sexual dis- assault. And, um, you know, I was introduced to, um, gosh, what? Um, Tony Blower. And he talks about the psychological side of violence mm. a lot more and the fear response with that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what technique you learn. Um, if you don't address the fear response that you're getting before you're assaulted, uh, the assault happens. Or even if you 
are able to use your technique to get away. That psychological component oh, of real. getting assaulted is still there. No, that's so, super real. And I'm glad you mentioned that book because I know of it, but I've never read it. But yeah. there's another book and I'm just, I literally just Googled it today because I had kind of forgotten about it. It's called The Gift of Fear mm. by Gavin DeBecker. Mm. Very powerful. Yeah, Everybody should have those. that book. And I, I'll plan to pick up the one you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, like, I've been that. listening to his podcast. I haven't pick up, picked up any of his books okay. uh, yet. Yeah. But, um, and, you know, I, I really want to um, just kind of I'm going to quick I'm going to talk about this girl even more, which mm-hmm. is my bodybuilding coach, Shanae. We do a lot of like deep inner work so far as like how we identify with our um, self-worth and our the our values. It's so crucial, man. Yeah. It's so crucial. And so many women and girls have it crushed so early mm-hmm. that it makes the assaults easier. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's su- it it's makes such it a big easier. Deal, man. It's such to, a big deal. And I think. More than that, like sports or any sort of discipline where you're a woman in a male dominated field, um, if you have the right coaches, if you have the right mentors in place that kind of help you establish your um, authority mm-hmm. to um, then that translates to other aspects of your life. And I think for me, um, and the, given the experience, I, I didn't say it before, but what happened, my trauma was that, you know, I came home from a Christmas party before my deployment and I my roommate raped me. And so I had to, you know, I had to, I found out I was pregnant at sea before I went on deployment, had to have abortion that between so deployment so and then and then uh, went on deployment immediately after three weeks. Dude, that is a lot. Yeah, so I I'm sorry. I um I, I what I got for jiu-jitsu from jiu-jitsu more than just the techniques was one I came home, I went through all that and I fought a war and I still was treated like a person who hadn't mm. like fought for this country, mm. you know, as of you know because you know, when people see warriors, when people see re- heroes, the first image that comes to their mind is a man. Yeah, it's not usually a female. A man, usually a white, blue-eyed guy. Right, exactly. Right? And, and then you're the we can go opposite of that. Exactly. Like we can even go into misogynoir. You know what I mean? We're talking about not just misogyny, but misogyny, like specifically for black women and yes, women of and color, what, and how that plays out. Exactly. But you know, so. So I had this chip on my shoulder when I got out to prove myself that I was I I deserved to be on the mat and I didn't need to be treated fragilely, mm. you know. So um, so it was a lot of like I put a lot of work. I, I, I spent a lot of time training so that I could. Um, and I think that. The more confident I got in my skills, yeah. the more confidence I tr- I um I put out into the world. Yeah, you know. So if somebody, some random little dude, like try to walk up to me on the street, it was it was that um, authority that I carried in myself that that kind of self defense psychological strategy that I had before even entering into the altercation. Right. You know what I mean? I do. So I think that's more than anything what little girls can learn from is that sense of value that you get when you're on the mat that mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's that real component component of like this person is physically going to be stronger than me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you're less valuable or, or less capable. or capable or worthy for respect and yeah. for fair treatment. Man, you know that is so deep. When you got your blue belt, tell me about that. Blue belt is the first belt you get after white, and it is a big deal. Yeah. In the in the path because forever after you get your blue belt, you're getting your ass kicked. But while you're a white <laughs> belt, you are absolutely getting your ass kicked. Well, I think I for me it was actually um, like this. It was pretty fair. Yeah. Because um, I started at the UFC gym, and we were the first generation blue belts. Wow. With the ve- at the very which, first which UFC, one were you at? The, the Concord one, which yeah, is the, the very one first, very first one. That's the very right. first one. Right. So everybody there was a white belt. Shout out to the UFC gym. <laughs> and all the ones around the bay, especially San Bruno. Shout out San Bruno. The yeah. fist is up. Yeah. But yeah, that is beautiful. So we were so it wasn't like I think the ass whooping was pretty even evenly distributed through everybody. Right, because so you we, were all coming up together. We all came up together. You were a squad. That and it was. I still have the the um, the photo of us, all of us getting promoted. Most everybody in there is a brown or black belt now. Wow. You know what I mean? At how crazy's like some yeah. people have their own schools yeah. now. It's crazy. Isn't it beautiful? It is. It's beautiful to see the homies rise. That's one of the things I think is I don't want to say that it's unique mm-hmm. to jujitsu, but one of the things I notice about my own journey and the journey of people that I that I train with over the years is like almost ninety nine times out of a hundred, everybody's happy to see somebody come up. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of hater aid in the mix. Um, there's always you know politics, whatever in any sport, but mm-hmm. like I feel like in general, when you come up with people, don't matter if you're the same race, same political party whatever if if their school is growing if they just got a promotion Mm -hmm. like you're juiced for them yeah exactly now you got your you got your blue belt on your mother's birthday no my brown belt you brought your brown belt on your mother's birthday yeah my blue belt i i couldn't tell you what it It was like winter or something like that and yeah um you know christine was there and um Jesse Turan, she was one of the teachers yeah. at uh, UFC gym. Jesse is one of my old school homegirls. Yeah. I've been on Jesse forever since she was at Half Gracie. Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of Half Gracie influence yeah. uh, from me on my part. Um, Bryant Pangalinen was one of the teachers there. He was a purple belt when he wow. first started. I remember seeing Bryant and his his belt was like grape. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what color? That is was this? always like a scary thing when you see any belt on a somebody that looks faded to it's almost another color. Yeah, <laughs> yo, be very aware mm-hmm. that is a that is a gnarled person who is mm-hmm. going to be at your throat. Yeah, but that's one thing that I love is that I think especially for for. Bryant because he was Bryant and Erico. They were the two purple pelts. Erico's amazing. Yeah, who who started there, and it's cool to see like people who were kind of where I am now, mm-hmm. and then see them like grow and transition, and then build their own schools, and mm-hmm. then have, have so much own, success. Yeah. It's like really, it's really cool to see, and and for both of them, like even though a lot of their students and me were gone separate ways, they've always been 
supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was competing at it and I was now part of a different school, I know Bryant would go out of his way to corner me, to I've, coach I've me and experience. make sure that, you know, yeah. I was taken care of. That's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. Man. I was That's like, man, I've feeling. known him since I was a white belt. There's yeah. not too many people yeah. like coaches who I can say that about who I'm still that, that cool. close. Yeah. No, 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 no. That mm-hmm. is, that is awesome. Now, let me, let me ask you, what do you think about if a woman is looking to join a gym mm-hmm. that is not specific to women, right? Like it's not a women's jujitsu class. Mm-hmm. What kind of things does a woman want to be aware of in terms of the school itself, the instructor, and other men that she may be training with? Like, yeah. like how do you know if it's a cool gym? Yeah, that's hard. It's a really hard question to know. Because you never know. Everybody puts on their best face for the few first few weeks for a few months weird or and then it gets real showing some bizarre old yeah. be like man this fool's hella strange yeah exactly some people you can and it's funny because you know i'm i feel bad saying this but you know the joining ftcc it was not my first choice when i was looking for a new gym to to train at because you know it had a tough reputation darren has a tough reputation yeah, Darren. darren's Darren's rowdy. He he knows how to get down. Yeah. Well, no, and he has a high expectation. He has what it is is he has a high expectation, and it doesn't matter like whether you're male. It doesn't matter what background yeah. you are. He's gonna like he's gonna put you through the meat grinder. Exactly. And I think like you know so, some women, um, they're not used to that type of treatment, mm-hmm. and from the guys too who they they don't care. That you're a girl. They don't care who you are. And I think like a lot of women, they want to go into a gym and then feel this warmth and this nurturing kind of sense of vibe. But after being at this gym for so long, out of all the gyms I think I've been to, those dudes are my ride or dies. You know, the ones that treat that kind of give you the toughest time are the ones who probably would ride for you the hardest. And they care about you the most. And that's why they're being rowdy because they know... If you can deal with them being rowdy, you can deal with anybody. And they won't tolerate anybody else treating me like they will drag somebody. Yeah, exactly. I my I'll bless his heart. My my property he's my property manager. Started as my one of my students when I was teaching at UFC gym. Me and Steve. Um, I'm like David. Come on now, David will freaking ride for anybody. (laughs) He's crazy like that. But David's like, yeah, I ran into uh, this dude who trans at house. And he said he know you. He's like, yeah, Vaughn's my girl. And David was about to <laughs> run him. That's my sister. And I was like, David, calm down. <laughs> he said he was like, that was my homie. You don't need to jump on him. Come on Relax, now. <laughs> Relax. Hey, you know jujitsu I mean? brotherhood and sisterhood <laughs> is never a joke. Don't mess around and get choked out by somebody you didn't know was in the room. He was trying to be dude was trying to be he nice. Trying to give you props. <laughs> no. He was still trying to ride. He was just like, hey, watch like, out, come fool. on, Dad. Calm, come on, calm down. I was like, there you go. There you go. Yeah, no, you that's know? that that's that jujitsu family vibe right there. Yeah, it really is. It really and it, it's a small gym there, but you know, we are like it is it is a family. You know, you drive you sometimes you don't like each other, but you always love each other. Mm-hmm. Um but that's very well said. Yeah. Uh, that's that's you know, David's wife said that actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just yeah. quoting her. Yeah. But um but I think that's what it is, is is to go into a gym 
and sometimes give it the benefit of the doubt. Unless there's something real serious. Real wrong. And respect those red that, flags, right? Yeah, respect those red flags. But sometimes when you step into the gym and it feels hard and it seems hard and you feel um, like you're kind of the black sheep in a sense, mm-hmm. really like it could be a tight knit community that's just kind of like, okay, is she going to, is she going to stick around? Or sometimes that's a real deal too. You know, I think you're speaking to something real right Yeah. There. You know, and then but then it's like the ones who are treating you nice. It's, this is not always true. But, you know, the ones who are trying to treat you nice is going to be the ones who like really trying to do you dirty. And, you know, it gets real. It get You know, exactly. Yeah. So, like, be careful. And I, I tell like a lot of my friends who are like going around and changing gyms, like, don't make that that decision hastily like take your time feel the waters talk to other people who've been there for a while see for yourself what's going on and in the at the end of the day i think is between you and whoever whether whether it's a head instructor or the assistant instructor whoever you're going to have that close tie relation with relationship with who's going to be kind of guiding you the most to feel like you're you're being heard in some way because Mm -hmm. Each gem has its skeletons, you know. Mm-hmm. Each That's true. Each gem is like is gonna have something wrong with it that you're not gonna necessarily yeah, like. Sometimes people just have bad business practices, yeah. right? And where they charge you or don't charge you or whatever the system is. Yeah. Sometimes uh schools will promote you faster if you compete versus if you don't compete. Right. You know what I mean? So there's always going to be something something inside of a gym. And you got to kind of pick your poison. What are you willing to deal with? And like, where can, where can you make your voice feel heard? Like if you're feeling wronged that the coach is like, maybe it's hard, but there's going to be a dialogue between the two mm-hmm. and growth will happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be like, cause it, it's going to go through these dips and dies where like, I think people think it's always going to be great and it should always be great. No, it's not training's true. hard. Sometimes you're having a hard time. Yeah. Sometimes exactly. your coach is having a hard time. Exactly. Sometimes, um, you know, like I've had, I've had coaches come to me and be like, Hey, what do you think about Fred? Mm-hmm. I've been noticing Fred seem kind of strange. You mm-hmm. think Fred's strange? And I'd be yes. like, he does seem a little strange. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really train with him that much, but he seems a little, and then, and you know, after a while you'll see and be like, yeah, I think we're going to get Fred out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like, those are coaches that care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that it's important to be able to speak with, with your, with your training partners, but specifically the, the, the staff, mm-hmm. if you feel some kind of way about someone. Yeah. When, when, or when something training. like it could be the coach himself. It could yeah. be something like if, if you, if, if you together, like can grow together, mm-hmm. you know, you admit that there are some ways that you can be better. Right. And the coach is not so high and mighty where they don't think they're God. Too. And that's a huge thing, man. You know, like martial arts, cult schools. Exactly. That's a spooky and a very real thing, people. Yeah. And it's like, like we'll work together to make our community better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I think for me, that, that's my personal opinion. That's kind of the place I want to be at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, no, that's real. Yeah. So where are you? So you got some classes that you're starting to teach, right? At Physique Magnifique. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. I got connected, you know, because of you with Futaba and and Jim, and um, Futaba was like really looking for a female martial arts teacher. Yeah. And I was like, I, I do. Guess what? 
<laughs> and I was like, that's me. Guess what? And she's like, you want to teach jujitsu? And I was like, okay. Yeah. No, that is so perfect. That yeah, is perfect. So it worked out. And where is Physique Magnifique? Physique Magnifique is in South San Francisco off Grand Street. Yeah, it's on yeah. Grand Street. Go to physiquemagnifique.com, just like it sounds. Um, it's a really cool um, street, too. Like yeah. a lot of great food places. Oh, my God. You ever go to that Jamaican place, like at the block? So There's a Jamaican place listen, over there? So if you walk past Physique Magnifique, if you're on the Physique Magnifique side, yeah. you go to the corner and go left, Jamaican. In the middle of that block, on the on the on the right side of the street, I know where I'm gonna be for lunch Yo, tomorrow. <laughs> out of control. Yeah, I ain't been there in a minute. Shout out to Lasana Hotep for taking me over there. Shout out to Lasana. Good job, bro. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, nice. you gonna love that. You gonna yeah. love that. But there's so much good food. There's so many burrito spots. Asian food spots. Yeah, it's, everything. They got a vegan spot. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not going really down. for me, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's you like vegan. Down. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you're going to be teaching no-gi jiu-jitsu. No-gi. Um, that's because that's what I've primarily been focusing on for yeah. the past three, four years. Um, and, you know, that's more of our style at FTCC. You yeah. know, we do both gi and no-gi, but yeah. I've been... Uh, just like really fascinated and inspired by Nogi lately. So, who are some of the jujitsu players, men and women, that have inspired you over the years that you look to either just I like this person or you know, from a technical perspective? Well, you know, for me, the very first um women in mm-hmm. jujitsu that I got inspired by was Nija Easton and uh Leticia Hibero. Yeah. Because I remember I don't remember what year this was, but you know, it was back in the Budo video days. Yeah. It was a world's championship where they still had brown belt women facing black mm-hmm. belt women and Nija was a brown belt. And you know, I thought, you know, from my blue belt or white belt perspective right. that she freaking did the damn thing against a black belt lady who had been you know around for a while and so i was really you know of course i was inspired by leticia because she's just like ridiculous is so dope and i'll tell you like i've been a fan of hers for a long time and like back when when i first started getting on twitter like i followed her and i like retweet her stuff and every once in a while she would like like star my post where I was like, oh, <laughs> tickled. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe oh it. She wrong. Yeah, she knows that I exist. Exactly. You know and, and then, of course, and then you know, but really, I was inspired by Nigel because I was like, yeah. wow, a black woman, yeah, doing like, it, doing it as a brown belt, yeah. and you know, she got, she was really successful, and now you know, um, she's uh, she's got her own thing going on. Yeah, so man. like, she was one of my first Shout inspired. Out. That's a pioneer. Right yeah. There. Yeah, one of my first, you know, her and um, shoot, I forgot her name, but it was she was there. Um, dreads, she had girl has dreads. She does MMA now. Really? She was with uh, Lloyd Irvin with uh, yeah, Nigel yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know name? who you're talking about. I'm blank and I feel oh, hella bad. Don't break, take that personal. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, her too because she was hard. Yeah, she's she's she used a to beast. come through steamrolling. Oh yeah, she's a beast, and she um. So yeah, I I I met both her and um, Nija um, a couple years back in what? Vegas because it was the very last Grappler's Quest and yeah, they were doing yeah, yeah, like yeah. this kind of twelve man, twelve woman yeah, yeah, yeah. face off, no gi- like submission yeah. only face off, and Nija was there. She won the thing and. Wow. Um, why am I forgetting? Sar- Sajara Bain. That's right. That's, that's right. She was there. Sajara, you and, you know, so savage. They were like super sweet. And I think I, 
the very first time I met Nija, I was a blue belt and um, I saw her and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I'm so inspired by you. She said, thank you. And then she watched my my yeah. very first match at blue belt, as a blue belt That's at so Worlds. Cool. And, you know, I didn't do too good. But she's like, you, did, you didn't do yeah. too bad. No bad. No yeah. Good. I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? that is beautiful. So, that is fantastic. Yeah. So what are your plans? Are you are you trying to open your own school at some point? Are you like, do you know? Do Rent you is high know? in the Bay Area. I'm just going to put that out. So if I don't have to open up my own facility, I don't want to. Right. I'm trying to pay my own rent. You, heard you know me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it expensive was, out here, y'all. You know, it's real expensive. It's real, real, you know. So any other place, I'd probably be living large. I know. Yeah. It's painful. It's, it is. It's really painful. But I'm I I I really like. There's no way I, I'd be able to like live what I think is going to be the dream for me at a place where I get to yeah. be both a fitness trainer and a jujitsu instructor. It's such a beautiful facility. I mean, yeah. they got a spiritual center. They have Thai massage, yoga, like they have everything. Wait, nobody, Jim ain't told me nothing about no Thai massage. Oh yeah. They got Thai massage. They have an actual massage, a masseuse, an actual masseuse. I'm coming through. An esthetician. Like what, what? is this? A little city? Like, I didn't what? even know it was like that. Hey, I, I'm coming no, through. Exactly. I was mad that you didn't tell me, but I'm, I'm glad now to know that that you didn't know all these things. I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> wow. He didn't even You know what's crazy? Know. I've been knowing Jim since I was 16. That's crazy. 16 years old is yeah. when I met Jim. Yeah, man. Um, I, One of his friends hit me on uh, Instagram and he said that they used to do rap battles or something together. He's about to get his daughter to sing. Like, yeah, we used to, me and, me, and, me and Jim used to do rap shows all over the Bay. Mm -hmm. And then we did shows in Germany. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, we were killing it in Germany. Wow. Yeah, it was live. Uh, yeah, yeah, he 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 was a formidable MC. For real. That's really cool. Yeah. Now I got to get him yeah. to rap when I go to he work tomorrow. He was formidable. Tomorrow. That dude was raw. Yeah. Raw. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, uh, Physique Magnifique is a dope place. They've been doing a lot of stuff for a long time. Mm -hmm. And him and Futaba are both, you know, uh, fitness champions. Uh, in their own right and obviously mm -hmm. collectively they're 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 a force to be reckoned with and been around for a long time you know and do you have any advice final advice for women girls or parents who are thinking about putting their kids into jujitsu like why should they do it and what what should they expect um that's a good question i'm partial you know if you're choosing any martial arts you know, I, I definitely am partial to jiu-jitsu um, because I feel like it gives people as an adult, you know, it's kind of hard to say this for kids. But as they get older and they start to develop mentally is like this creative, inquisitive nature of like, how can you solve problems? Mm -hmm. You know, it's true. once you're once you kind of like develop a certain foundation, like you get to put the puzzle piece together and you get to play with it and take it apart. Mm -hmm. And that's what draws me to it, yeah. along with the discipline and the self-defense. If you want to get good at anything, it was so much. It was so easy for me to drop sports. I've been through 
like all types of sports and <laughs> my parents couldn't find one until they found volleyball for me. And then after a few years, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. They're like, you're not quitting. And I'm like, ah. but I was always drawn to martial arts. Like yeah. they have put me in Taekwondo and gymnastics. Those are the two sports that I didn't want to quit. Right. They, they took me out right. of, cause you had to pay for them. Right. You know? So as soon as I became an adult, I was like, I want to train martial arts. And yeah. so I found jujitsu and, and it really like spoke to me and mm-hmm. especially through like my journey and trying to like, develop myself and and heal myself, which is mm-hmm. really what I'm trying to do with my clients and yeah. myself um, is, is like spread that message. Um, Can you talk to me a little bit more about the healing aspects of what you do in your training? Because I think that that's a really big deal. I mean, like for me, like jujitsu has always helped me a lot emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, especially in the last like, year year and a half yeah massively helpful and healing but i'd like to hear more about um, how you how you experience and share that aspect um for me it was like you know through competition Mm -hmm. um because you're faced with so much anxiety you know, especially In in the beginning when you're first starting to uh compete Anything that you thought you you were like cool with or, you know, it, it didn't bother you. All of your insecurities like come boiling and bubbling exposed, up. Homie. Yeah. And so you have to work on them and you have to face them. And and uh, it's like putting a mirror to yourself. And so every time I competed, you know, I felt like I broke down more and more walls about myself, more and Deep. more fears about myself. And um, and I those fears helped me like through talking with friends, talking with coaches, continuing to train and just getting more confident in my technique. Uh, and I think that's where the healing um, started to come. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think in the, I, in this past year, I really had a breakthrough when I decided I'm going to step away from jujitsu and physically heal myself. Cause you know, I was like kept on, hurting my knee mm, like they mm. luckily they were never Just any majors nagging, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was like i need to really focus on strength so i got into fitness mm-hmm. and um and strength training for myself and then i fa- and i decided you know what i'm kind of i needed something new because i've competed in jujitsu so much right. that it's kind of like not as fun and inspiring anymore right. so um let me try bodybuilding because i'm a competitor and right. now i'm straight let's training yeah. let's see what's up and i found a uh, shanae uh momoko mouth like mm-hmm. on instagram she's shanae momoko and through equinox when i was like looking for okay. coaches yeah. and um like i decided she was going to be my coach because she asked me some really like on the nose like really like good questions and one of them ones were like okay you want to you want to achieve this goal um you want to become a bodybuilder but that's always starts from a place of of like healing what what is it about you that that that's hurting that you want to fix and i i don't think that's exactly what she said it it was along those lines and she just kept on asking me these questions and i was like whoa like this is exactly kind of the route I want to go for a coach who if I'm going to be starving myself and losing my mind is actually going to be here to like essentially fix me, but really help me fix myself. Yeah, exactly. Like 
put put a path in place and she's not going to like just kind of like deplete me to deplete me but she's going to do that in a healthy way and that's kind of how she built her program and so i like i looked her up on instagram started stalking her yeah 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 you know i was like, like oh what's these pictures this is pretty picture that's all the description i was like damn girl you on a deep level yeah, you know i'm what's yeah. up so this is gonna be my coach right you know and we really like through her process like she has mindset uh, makeover academy where she talks about talks to women about like their body image and their association with food and like to 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 not see food as like um something to be afraid of or like something that you need to be fearful of i need to talk to her because you I have know a sugar addiction man yeah exactly it's like it and to 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 treat it as a way to nourish yourself to actually yeah. nourish your body and to possibly celebrate you know at yeah. the time so you can feel free with your life yeah and um and like, I really, really thank her for like this journey that she's put me on for the past, um, well, like a year, but like, she's really been my coach since January Yeah. and now she's my professional mentor to help me start That's my so business. Cool. So, um, like she's over there changing girls lives and like what she's doing. I'm just trying to amplify that. No, you know what beautiful. I mean? Well, thank you so much for being on Bishop Chronicles. If someone's trying to get a hold of you, how do they do it? Um, well, best place to hit me up on is Instagram. That's uh, V as in Victor, S-T-R-I-C-K-L. Um, you can find me on there. Um, I'm not as great on uh, Facebook and yeah. social media, but sometimes I check my messages. If not, then uh, email me at V as in Victor, O-N dot fit dot 18 at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. Look for more greatness from Von Strickland uh, in the coming months and years. And look for her to be coming back to Bishop Chronicles because, you know, obviously, like, when you're having conversations about women in martial arts, about black women in martial arts, about all the emotional levels that it takes to just exist in the space, let alone compete, you know, it's obviously... Uh, clear that she has a depth and a, and a wisdom on this that's fantastic so again thank you for being on the show Appreciate you're welcome you. thank you all right y'all peace you know what it is farsidetv.com right bishop chronicles this is side life radio you know what I'm saying you're dealing with a decent of bishop the black cortez killer it gets no realer peace teacher what star is that Bishop Chronicles. Bishop